Hi, I'm Kelsa Dickey, the CEO of the Financial Coach Academy and my financial coaching business, Fiscal Fitness Phoenix. My coaching journey began more than a decade ago with me helping people for free from my dining room table. What was once a little business of mine has grown into a seven-figure company that employs a team of people. My goal is simple, to help you fall more and more in love with financial coaching. I believe financial coaching is the most rewarding way to make a living. If you are an aspiring financial coach or have been coaching for years, I'm here to help you create a business you love that gets your clients massive results. Let's get to it. Hey, Financial Coach, welcome to episode 39 of the pod. Today, we're going to be discussing your financial crystal ball, introducing the plan ahead method. But before we dive into that fun topic, let me read to you this awesome review that I got from Sweet As Bell. I found your podcast a few months ago while researching Dave Ramsey's program. I have been glued to Financial Coach Academy ever since. I recently resigned from my job of seven years to pursue financial coaching as a career, all while living in Germany as a military spouse. You have inspired and motivated me in ways I did not know was possible. Please keep the podcast coming. It is truly inspirational. You're so close to 50 reviews. I'm officially at like 54, so thank you. I just had to help. It's the least I could do for all you have done for me already. Thank you really and truly that just warmed my heart when I read it. The episodes will keep coming because I am loving recording these episodes. So thank you for being a listener and for taking the time out of your day to leave a rating and review. And thank you for you and your family service as well. I am really excited, Coach, for today's episode because I'm going to share my method of budgeting with you today. I call this the plan ahead budgeting method, and I simply ask that if you begin incorporating this with your own finances or with your clients, which I really hope that you will, then please call it the plan ahead method. If you've ever heard of profit first, which is a concept of managing your money regarding your business finances, profit first is a concept. So how you apply profit first can vary, right? So you can use a spreadsheet or different bank accounts, pen and paper, they've got software you could use, and even the exact percentages you can use can vary, right? But the concept of profit first, which is the same, which is why we will all call it profit first, And by the way, Profit First is a great book. So if you have no idea what I'm talking about right now, I highly recommend it. The same philosophy and concept is true for the plan ahead method of managing your finances. This approach is how I have always managed my own money. In college, I've still got my original spreadsheets. So this is really and truly just the way that my brain works when it comes to money. But it wasn't until I started helping people with budgeting purely as a hobby originally that I realized that this was something other people would really love as well. I still manage my money using this method today. I use this method for my business and my personal finances, both all of the coaches on my team use this method and all of our clients as well. And again, I want to be clear how it's applied varies. Some people are extremely detailed. Others are a bit more loose. Today, I'm not going to discuss all of the customizations that can be created with this method of managing your finances. But if you are curious, Toolkit 11, so Toolkit Growth Area 11 has everything you need. It has all of the various paycheck structures that we use and how we set each of those up. It's got tech tutorials since we typically organize this method using Google Sheets. It's got the various games that we play using this method and all sorts of things that would be great for you to use with your clients. But first, let me dive into the concept in general, okay? So one stat you've probably heard is that 80% of people don't budget or can't budget. 
80%. That's a lot of people. (laughs) Now, another important stat to know is that if you were to go to Google right now, and I just did it this morning in preparation for recording today, and if you were to type in budgeting template, budgeting template, template, however you want to word that, you will get 499 million results. 499 million. And if you click through the first few pages, what comes up is this idea of a monthly budget. You've seen it. I've seen it. We all know this format, right? You list all of your income at the top and you list all of your expenses. And at the bottom, it says, voila, you've got money left or crud, you're a bit short this month, right? Well, If there are 499 million solutions out there for folks on budgeting, why is it that 80% of people simply cannot do it? Is it that people don't care about their money? Is it that people are just bad with money? Or is it possible that the system is flawed? And that's my opinion. I wish this idea of a monthly budget was never created. I think it's a very flawed system. And instead of recognizing that, people try it. And when it doesn't work for them, they blame themselves. They internalize that. When it's a system that I think doesn't work for most people. And the reason that it doesn't work for most people is because most of us do not live our lives in one month increments or in a monthly bubble. What happens in one month impacts the next month and future months. If I overspend in one month, that's likely to create a pinch in the following month. If I have a surplus in one month, it likely carries over to the next month, right? A monthly budget is a snapshot if the month goes perfectly. And frankly, I have never had a month go perfectly. Instead of trying to create this perfect plan, what if the way that we all budgeted actually represented life and all of its imperfect glory. It also doesn't represent the timing factor of real life. If I get my first paycheck on the seventh of the month, but I have three bills due before that date, a monthly budget says this isn't a big deal, but you and I both know that it is. And if I have $600 budgeted for groceries for the month, I don't go in one trip and spend exactly $600. On Sundays, I go and drop a pretty penny. Then at some point during the week, I'm probably going to go and spend just a small amount or more on some produce. And sometimes I forget something then I have to run back to the store for one thing that costs $5. Like it's just this ping, ping, ping throughout the month. I don't spend the $600 all in one transactions on one day. I guess my mind has always thought, if we don't live our life that way, why are we trying to manage our money that way? Why are we told to manage our money that way? The two just do not jive, if you ask me. The plan ahead method takes into account life's fluctuations as well as the timing of real life. It also helps to resolve what I consider to be the biggest issue facing people and money in our world. For us at Fiscal Fitness, our clients typically come to us with three main goals. One, they want to have more in savings or they want to be saving more. They're in debt and want help tackling it or getting out of it. And three, they overspend or want to get a handle on their spending. It doesn't matter if your clients have the same goals as ours or if your clients' goals are very different when they first come to you. I think these are all symptoms of one big problem, which is that people really struggle to see their money clearly. 
And if we can help our clients as financial coaches to really see their money clearly, we can solve any other problem they have or achieve any goal they have. And by seeing their money clearly, I don't mean just this one month snapshot, but so much more clarity of what's coming up and clarity on how the decision they're making today impacts them, not just this pay, peri- this pay period or next pay period, but next month and even six months down the road. And that is what the plan ahead budgeting method provides. We have a bunch of visuals that we use to describe this concept and really paint the picture of what I am describing today during this episode. But we talk about how money has so many moving parts and it's really difficult for our brains to sort through it all. There's money coming in and out of all of our different accounts on different days and for different amounts. Some months probably feel solid, like we're getting ahead and have a handle on things. Then the next month, three whammies happen and we think, what the hell? This causes an emotional roller coaster ride as well as a financial one. Everything is interconnected, and yet we struggle to make sense of all of those debit card transactions, the auto deposits, the withdrawals, the timing of intermittent expenses, and it creates a lot of chaos in our minds. If we could see how the decisions we're making today impact us, we would be able to make better decisions and become better planners for things that are coming up in the future. So the plan ahead method is, to no one's surprise, all about planning ahead and removing those fluctuations. The gist is this. You can't control how life happens to you. Your car is probably still going to break down some random day uh, that's really inconvenient. But you can control how you feel it financially. And that's what we're trying to achieve. If we can plan for 75% of what's coming up, the other 25% is that much easier to handle and navigate. We don't need to be perfect and watch every penny to feel good about our money and our future. I'm going to say that again. We don't need to be perfect and watch every penny to feel good about our money and our future. The goal of this process that I'm about to walk you through is to remove the fluctuations in our financial lives. And we do that by sorting our expenses into three categories. And the three categories are determined not by the category of expense, so such as housing or transportation or entertainment, but by the timing of how they hit you in real life. We talk with people about why these categories are so stressful, and we really describe what they're experiencing with each of these expenses in a very practical sense. And all too often, a person says to us, oh my gosh, yes, that's exactly it. That's exactly what I am experiencing. So category one is our fixed and recurring expenses. These are the bills. These happen every month and usually have a due date attached to them. The amounts are either static or predictable. So here in Arizona in the summer, our electric bills go way up because our ACs never stop running. This is the least stressful of the three categories. It is also the number that most people think of when they say my expenses are $3,000. It's what they're doing is they're totaling up their bills, right? That total is typically whatever their bills are. But keep in mind, there are still two other categories of expenses that we haven't tackled yet, right? So this is we're missing the boat when people think that this is the main uh, total of their expenses. Category two is your day-to-day spending. These are the expenses that happen every month, but they don't have a due date attached to them. Things like groceries, eating out, getting a coffee on your way to work, cleaning supplies, maybe giving your kids cash for things like going to the movies or something like that. 
This tends to be a lot of debit card transactions for folks. And this category tends to really nickel and dime a person. So $55 here, $7 there, $111 at the store, that kind of thing, right? This category is stressful because no one knows what they're spending oftentimes. At least when it comes to our clients, when they come to us, they don't know if they're spending $600 or $1,600 on groceries and eating out. And everyone walks around saying, I need to cut back on my eating out or I got to get my spending under control. So I want to take a second coach just to break down what I just said about this category. Most people have no idea what they're spending on this stuff. And yet everyone tends to think that they should cut back on their spending, but they don't actually know, right? This is a false belief that people have. And that false belief is causing them stress sometimes unnecessarily. So category three is the most stressful of the three categories. We call it the whammies, but it's really the intermittent expenses or the things that don't happen every month, but when they happen, they happen big. There's the obvious ones, car repairs or home repairs, but even fun things like travel, clothing, or gifts. I know for me, I don't spend money on clothes every month, but every six months or so, or maybe once a year, I feel like I got to go and I buy a whole bunch of things or update my wardrobe. And I feel like I spend a pretty penny. This category, category three, causes the biggest roller coaster ride financially and emotionally for folks. Really quickly, before we move on, I want to give a few examples just to make sure these differences of the categories are super clear. If you pay your car insurance monthly, it is in category one, a fixed and recurring expense. If you pay your car insurance semi-annually or annually, it is in category three because you have no expense for five months and then the sixth month, you've got a big expense. If you have an auto ship for your dog from, excuse me, if you have an auto ship for your dog food from something like Chewy.com, let's say, once a month, they auto charge and auto ship your pet food to you. That would be category one, fixed and recurring expense. But if you buy your pet food when you're at Costco or the grocery store buying all of your other stuff, so it's just thrown into the cart along with everything else, that is a day-to-day expense or category two. So again, the timing of the expense is ultimately what matters and nothing else. Once we organize the client's expenses into the various categories, we then manage each category in a specific way. We complete this first step for our clients prior to their first coaching session. They send us their expenses ahead of time in a very typical budgeting sort of worksheet, right? Like it looks really familiar to people, which is why we use it. Very standard monthly budgeting template. But then when we get it back, we get it all organized before they even show up to their coaching session. We actually color code things and put it into the proper category. Once they're organized, like I was saying, we then put key strategies in place for each category because how they're going to manage each one of those categories is different based on the category. Category one, we organize by due date and we map out every paycheck coming up for a minimum of three months in advance. These expenses are listed under the paycheck that they will fall in. Now, some clients do auto pay, some do bill pay, some use credit cards and pay it off every month or each pay period is typically what we recommend. All of those are variations of the same concept, which is to see the timing of when your bills are due compared to when you get paid and to map that out in advance so there are no surprises, okay? 
Category two, we total up everything that goes into this and we divide by the number of paychecks the client has. So if a person gets paid weekly, we divide by four. If it's biweekly, we divide by two. Then that amount on payday is either taken out in cash or it's transferred to a spending checking account where the client can use their debit card for that week or those two weeks. The idea is that on payday, everything is done. Their bills are paid, or at least you know which expenses are coming out uh, if you do auto pay for that pay period, and money is taken out or transferred for spending. I personally do not and have never tracked where every dollar of my money goes, and most of my clients don't either. It's not to say that you can't or shouldn't do that, please hear me, but as long as I am spending my spending money and nothing more, I consider myself good. Some pay periods, we eat out more and it's a bit tighter. And some pay periods, we feel flush and it just rolls right over to the next one. That's that imperfect part of life that in my mind is just life, right? Category three, we determine a monthly average for each one of these expenses. And then we create what you may have heard of already, which are sinking funds. The idea of a sinking fund, if you haven't heard of that before, is a savings account for upcoming expenses. So there's a savings account for like emergencies, which is meant to sit there and be there should you ever need it in case of an emergency. But a sinking fund is a savings account that will likely be spent in the future, right? Now, again, customization for all of these different categories and the method and the exact strategy we use is going to vary, but uh, that's especially true when it comes to category three. Some of our clients will have just a few savings accounts. Let's say they have a needs account, which is for things like home repairs, car repairs, medical bills, those types of things. And they also have a wants savings account for things like vacations or gifts or kids' activity. And then perhaps a bills savings account for the actual bills that are paid annually or semi-annually. And other clients will have two dozen savings accounts and really compartmentalize this category. So they have an account for car maintenance and another one maybe for car registration and one for vacations and one for clothing and one for kids clothing and so on, right? Personally, I am somewhere in the middle, uh, but this is where really customizing the coaching can help a client to feel successful. Some clients love a level of detail that helps them to see things more clearly and feel really in control. Other people find a lot of detail overwhelming or overly complicated. And how they're funded will actually vary by the client as well. This is another area where customization for the benefit of the client needs to happen. Some clients fund savings buckets each pay period to spread them out. Some fund them at the end of the month and sort of net it out as they spend money throughout the month. I hope that's making sense. And other clients will fund the savings accounts at the beginning of the month. So the very first paycheck of the month and then simply reimburse themselves once they spend. We do typically fund these savings accounts monthly. So even though these expenses in life, a car repair, a vacation, whatever it is, those things do happen at random times. The idea is that the way the client feels them financially is nice and steady. It is the same every month. So here's essentially what we've done. 
We've taken every category of life's expenses and we've made them look and act like that first category, a fixed and recurring expense, which if you recall, when I was describing that category, category one, the fixed and recurring expenses is the least stressful of the three categories. It happens every month. You know, it's coming. It's the same dollar amount happens around the same time. We've taken day-to-day spending category two and the whammies or intermittent expenses category three, and we've made them mimic category one and how they happen right? We've got things super locked in. And instead of fluctuations, every month starts to happen very similarly. And again, we have a whole bunch of visuals that we use to actually show how this looks and how it feels for the client. And we do things that always create wins with money when it comes to the plan ahead budgeting method. For example, we always overestimate expenses and underestimate income. The idea is that we create the situation that every time they log in to update their budget, which again is no longer a regular budget is the plan ahead budgeting method. It's broken up by paycheck and we look out way into the future. But what happens is we create the situation where every time they log in and update it, they have more money than what they thought they would have. And it becomes the norm winning with money little by little with every bill and every expense becomes the norm. And it, we play these games. We've got all these fun games that we do with the budget. We lock it in. We play games. It's, it's really so much fun. And you can find all of those types of examples and all the tutorials and exactly how we explain this to clients and exactly how we set it up um, in toolkit 11 toolkit growth area number 11. Now, what I just described is the concept. A person could just get organized with their expenses, follow all of the steps that I just described earlier, and they are using the plan ahead method, right? But we also have a tool that I created that we use to tie it all together. The plan ahead method is a spreadsheet broken up by paycheck as well. So your paycheck comes into your account you pay the bills that are listed for that pay period and you take out your cash or transfer to your spending account, right? Then you transfer money to savings for things that are coming up. And that happens every month on repeat. Now, this tool tells you the amount left in your checking account for each pay period, which updates if you make changes to any expense or if you decide to transfer more or less to that spending for that pay period or if you want to fund savings a little bit more aggressively or something like that. As long as you update it, this amount left in your checking account at the end of the pay period updates automatically. That amount carries over to the next pay period also automatically because it is the starting amount in your account when your next paycheck comes in. Then your paycheck comes in, out come the bills, transfer to the spending account or withdraw cash. We put money to savings and boom, just like clockwork. And then at the bottom, we know how much is left after all of that happens. And it carries over to the next column, to the next pay period and so forth. And this just keeps going for months in advance, right? Like I said earlier, we coach our clients to always have a minimum of three months into the future always. That's the bare minimum, but most of our clients have extended out until they see themselves reaching their current goal, whatever that goal is. And because this is all formula driven, if a client decides to spend more, they can see not only the immediate impact of that decision on their bank account balance, but what it means for next month. And most importantly, what it means for that goal that they have listed there. 
right? Do they have enough to reach that goal? Does it mean that they now have to push it one pay period later? Um, if they make a positive change, did it mean that they now get to fund that goal or achieve that goal a whole month sooner, right? We're actually able to see that. And it doesn't matter if that goal is a year from now or a month from now, we are able to see real time the impact of a decision that the client is wanting to make on their future and on their goal before they make that decision. Once we remove all of those fluctuations, we essentially remove the chaos that our clients are experiencing with money and what most people are experiencing with money. And clients are able to trust what they're doing with their money because they're able to see it much more clearly. Their belief in what they're doing and how it impacts their future comes from being able to see it. Once we establish this foundation, we fund goals with what's left. And once we establish this foundation, we challenge it. Just like a personal trainer, how can they optimize their income? How can they fund their goals even more? How can we continuously up-level this plan so it's a perfect match for their life and what's important to them? We are continuously refining it to make it more accurate and more in line with the client, their goals, and their lifestyle. It really has become a very powerful concept and tool in my coaching business. I really hope you love this. And if you want our tools and our trainings on the plan ahead method, go to financialcoachingtoolkit.com and look at growth area 11. It is $497, but the clarity it gives you is worth 100 times that, I swear. You want to know one of the absolute best parts of helping clients manage your money this way using the plan ahead method? It is super simple and it's easy to use. It is customizable. Yes, all of those are really good things. And when a client calls me and says, hey, I want to do X, can I afford it? I don't need to say yes or no. What I say is, I don't know. Let's pull up your plan ahead budget and see what it looks like if you were to buy this. And then I show them how to make that decision for themselves. I show them exactly how to use it to make really future-focused financial decisions. I don't need to give them permission. I don't need to grant or deny permission. I can show them the impact of that decision on their finances and help them to make the decision for themselves. And in Toolkit 11, it is all in there. I really hope you love the plan ahead budgeting method. I would love to hear from you. Coaching is figuring out what you think about something and how that is impacting how you feel and the actions you take. In order to honor the coaching philosophy, I like to end every episode with a question for you to reflect on and ponder. The purpose is to deepen your awareness or help you gain clarity on today's episode topic, but it also creates the opportunity for you to share your thoughts with me and other financial coaches. So let's get the discussion going. I would love to hear from you if you are are watching on YouTube, drop a comment with your answer to today's question, or you can join the conversation in our free community for financial coaches. Hop on over to Facebook and search for Financial Coaches Unite and ask to join. And then find today's episode, which we post the day it releases every single week on Thursdays. And in the comments, join the conversation and let us know what you think. Here it is. Whether you plan to use the plan ahead budget um, or your own approach to budgeting and managing your money. The ultimate question is this. How are you helping your clients to see their money clearly? How are you helping your clients to see their money clearly? 
In the next episode, I'm going to uh, tackle coaching clients to identify and overcome their spending triggers. And I can't wait to share that coaching concept with you. I believe financial coaching is the best and most rewarding way to make a living. I truly love what I do, coach. If you're ready to learn and see how to become a profitable, successful financial coach, check us out at financialcoachacademy.com to learn more about our online courses, free trainings, and events. As always, I love hearing from you too. If you have any questions for this podcast, please submit them at financialcoachacademy.com forward slash podcast. And if you love this podcast, please subscribe on YouTube. Leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It would really mean the world to me. I'll see you next week, coach.